beginning part one of whatever session this is, or however many days it's been, I'm fifth of... Million. Million. And Rachel wants more, more, more. That's why I married you. Mm, Well, now it's there in the records. D&D. Who's in the vows? It wasn't. We have them hanging on our... Let's renew our vows. So... First things first, for anybody who may listen to this in the future, including ourselves, uh, uh, a correction from last time Yes. is Norwin did not bring Felicia to the city the day before his birthday. He brought Felicia to the city shortly after Earth was brought back to the city. Um, pre-banishment, but during the uh, Go Deal These Orcs scenario. So as the, as the 11th of Nim, I recall, is when... Norwin would bring Felicia back to the city. Yes. Last time we were here recording, you and me chatting, we acted as if tomorrow is Norwin's birthday. We got to retcon that a bit to stay more in line with what is truth, uh, which I consider the truth to be whenever there's more than two people at the table. So, um, all those talks about tomorrow. Oops, not tomorrow. (laughs) So we're going to resume today. Again, time being what it is, a timey-wimey sort of thing. Um, Annie and Felicia have had their conversation mm-hmm. and she will be staying in the apartment um, be it if you consider it Elkris's apartment or Annie's apartment or not Felicia's apartment whatever you, you, you consider it the one in North Edge in the district of not Woodbridge but uh, Stonebridge something bridge Wood some, something Oak, Oak Bridge that's what it is Oak Bridge Yes. And um, tomorrow not being Norwin's B-Day means that there's a couple weeks, perhaps, you know, two two weeks or so, if not more, a bit more than two weeks before his birthday will even arrive. And the last time that we we were here discussing, Felicia was sort of, you know, it was a, a, a casual chat after she just arrived. Her, you and her sharing information about, you know, maybe you should visit Saleria, um, watch me per- perform. That will still happen. Surely, we've already talked about that. And Felicia sort of sharing, you know, those years that we traveled to, to together and how her sort of journey from leaving um, Silmanthir at the ripe young age of 60 before an elf and journeying southward and then you know staying to villages and towns eventually heading back home going to to the fate wild coming back venturing to cities living that lavish lifestyle and then um, ultimately going back to why did I do this all I want to be able to share this so finding an apprentice which she she found in Anaxoria and um you know, kind of claiming that she likes the idea of being able to be seen and heard by the more common folk. And the longer you stay above them, the higher your nose is to the, those folk, even if you're not turning it up just based on where you live. And he was amenable to the conversation, but did not acquiesce to the to the statements, perhaps. It was more like, well, I'm finding my own journey. And, and, and Felicia was very much like, you find your own, your own journey, girl. I couldn't stand the idea of being 
the left-hand person of any sort of damn queen or princess or realm that cuts into my free time um, and, and my my free free dumb. And he's like, well, that's you, and this is this is me. So a conversation was had between the the the, the, the two of them, master and apprentice. That's becoming less of that, more just a comrades in relationship and the fact that she is 200 and some coming on to her the 300th year of age. And she's like, you've already done far more than I could imagine to, more than I ever you know, wanted to, to, to do in a bare fraction of the time that I've been out, out here doing that. Uh, more power to you. Essentially, she mentioned Maybe we should spend our time sometime down in Dura, in Tavik's landing, in the lower quarters to share our gifts that we have, our bardic talents, and to see what these people are really living like. You don't know a place until you've toiled in their dirt, after all. Which is funny, coming from, coming from Felicia, Felicia Goldhip, because you don't think you've ever seen a speck of dirt on the woman, yet she speaks... Of this, but it is true. When you and her traveled, uh, traveled around those five years after she absconded with you from the dome of the Star Lady, she surely did not take you to the highest chateaus, the the, the Platinum Heights. She, you guys were playing for copper and the rare silver, um, never wanting for coin. Felicia obviously had enough, but it was definitely a learning style of play for the com common folk, um, even if you can for the upper crust. So that was the conversation that you all had. Annie would then go um, and spend half the day doing her duties in the, the, the palace with the crown. And Felicia would be um, finding herself at home in the apartment, knowing her probably exploring around Middle North Edge a bit more to see what there is to get into. Um, folk and the such. She promises that you will not be paying for this uh, apartment long term. She will be able to make enough coin with just her, her, her hands, her pretty face, and her flute to make up for it. But for now, um, that is where we will resume. Time being what it is, it makes sense for us to resume tonight um, after that conversation. But also before Norman's birthday, perhaps. We have two and a half weeks before that comes. Enough time for, for you two to have plenty uh, of conversations and whatnot. So I'll leave it for you. If there's any anywhere that you would like to go specifically, anything, any activities you would like to do specifically. Um, otherwise, we've already kind of talked about you and her in the Platinum Chateau meeting with Solaria slowly playing with, with you. My ideas are eventually, Felicia will press you, you know, let's let's go down there to those lower districts and and see what life is all about. Um, Annie would probably offer, before she has to start pressing, she probably wouldn't even wait a full week. She'd be like, okay. Disguised. Disguised? Ugh. Yes. You don't have to disguise, but I do. Fine, that makes sense. That makes sense, I suppose, my dear. What sort of disguise that you know I don't have any 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 kits and to say I can always charm myself, but that that only goes so far and so 
so long. Can you disguise yourself? You are, after all, a known entity here in the, the city as a voice of the, the crown. As she says that, she flourishes her hand and there is some trumpet sounds that come behind her. She says that lovingly, a bit of a, um, a, 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 a jive, perhaps, but mostly in jape. Uh, obviously, she's not chiding you for it. She just makes it very clear that it sounds atrocious for her. Um, so. Yes, I'll change my appearance. Um, you don't have to. Because I suppose you can leave whenever you want. Is that so wrong? No. No. But perhaps I should chain you here so I always have a friend. And with that, I'll change to look like Shalon. Oh, I like this. And who is this? She says, grabbing your, your chin and turning it to look at both sides. Because it was originally her that prob probably would have taught you this spell way back in the um, day. First of all, spell, bard spell. So who, who is this? Where, where's the inspiration? As she's kind of combing your hair, feeling where the illusion ends and the truth begins. My name's Shalon, and my father's a merchant. Oh, how brave. How brave. And I'm looking for fun. Fun? Well, we probably shouldn't go down to lower districts then, hmm? The daughter of a merchant should stay... I never said he's a good merchant. Oh, well... Just enough for me to have fun. I see. His daddy gives me what I want. Well... Let's see. We have in the lower districts. We have plenty. We could visit a, a red light district, but it's a bit early. I don't want to work that way. <laughs> Me neither. We and I think that we would be a little bit too precocious to, to be there. Precisely, precisely. We, we we don't want to ruin the entire economy no. of of well, lower Memphis. We could go see a show and. In Lower Memphis, they obviously that plateau. Unless things have changed dramatically since I've been here last, fifty or so years ago, they have theaters of all sorts, from the, the the highest peak of the plateau to the lowest of the low. We could do that. We could even see if we want to perform somewhere. On the other hand, we could just since you are the daughter of a merchant, she says, using your um, cheek in your illusory form, we could always go to Rowan's Gate in Tavix, which you would know Rowan's Gate, W-R-O-A-A-N-S is the um, way over here, yes. That is the uh, sort of the, hmm, how, how to phrase it? It's not the prettiest entry into the city, but it is the main entrance into the city. It's not the one that you see on the bigger map from afar where there's statues. It's not that entrance, but it is the entrance where the old road meets. The old road is just the common term for, like the old phrase in our real life, all roads lead to Rome, right? It's sort of that. This is, the old road is just the common vernacular for the, all the, the roads and pathways that mingle together and eventually merge into the old road um, lead into Rowan's Gate. So it's easily the place to, to, to go if you want, no, there is still the water that surrounds the entire city. No, not not like the, this map, unfortunately. Um, so there is a bridge that that crosses to exit the the city, 
But it is, when you think of Tavik's Landing and you think of all the shops and carts and the, the conglomeration of folk that are there because it is the main, quote-unquote, thoroughfare in and out of the city, that is where you would think of. Well, let's go make it the prettiest entrance to the city for the night. Let's. So, the, the two of, of you... Um, would be able to leave. Now, is Annie going, are you going to go by foot? Are you going to go by carpet and have the big carpet strapped to your back? I'd have us go by foot, paint our way up and down and whatnot. Okay. All right, so mark off, you know, probably throughout the entire day of traversal alone, go ahead and mark off one gold piece. That will include some lifts and, um... Felicia's quite pleased to be able to walk amongst the the, the folk. And it, it is, for Annie, it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a bit different, you know. The upper crust is, is able to fly or to have some sort of traversal to skip things. But if you're really just walking and taking elevators and stairwells and gondolas even and um, air, um blimps that are, are on those on the chains to bring you from central to Tav, Tavix. It is a very, very different experience. The press of people. And the further that you go down, the more that the spectrum, the rainbow changes from indigos to reds, if you will. The, the, the upper crusts that are, are, are able to traverse freely to the working folk, to the lower denizens who, uh, well, frankly, are not really common on these sort of traversal pathways. But as you exit in the Terminus district, which is a fantastic district, which you are somewhat familiar with, that is called Terminus for one reason. It is where Hosorian, um, it's their major enclave. It is where a tr- all of the um, expeditions that leave the city tend to go through that way. Um, Hosorian, their whole Pony Express, if it's mail, if it's items, if it's um, any sort of traversal that is heralded by them for over a little plan travel, tends to leave and come in through the Terminus District, which is not butting against the walls of the city. So there is a pathway that leads through there, northward um, around Roman's Gate. <coughs> it's also a terminus, because even though there are three of these massive blimp things that, that can lead from central downward, um, two of them go to Dura. This is the only one that goes to Tavix Landing, and that is indeed in Terminus. So easy enough, you, you are able to make this, this traversal, seeing these folk, hearing them talk, and the journey from Upper Central to Lower Tavix would be about an hour in total. total. It is truly a commute. I think we're in the middle. Well, true, okay. yes. You but are true. in Middle North Edge. Yes. Is where the apartment is. Yeah. I was thinking from Amani, from the estate. <clears throat> but in general, the that's where those things go. Yeah. So there is no direct pathway from Middle North Edge to Lower Tavix, um, other than just a variety of pathways and 
elevators, gondolas, and such that you may wish to um, take. So, ultimately, that is where you would find find yourself would be in Rowan's Gate District. Now, this district is known, as I said, for being where folk tend to come in and out of the city. It is one of the the three or four major thoroughfares. Not the finest, by any means, not the major road where um, folk from afar would come, kings and queens would come on their um, dalliances and whatnot. But it is a, is maybe even the primary true pathway in and out of the city that is not meant for the um, richest folk. Immediately, you find yourself, and I'll change here from my general um, city sounds to my market sounds, because it is by far and above primarily a buzzing, a buzzing, a buzzing, bustling market of a place. Every single step throughout this district is market mercantile in some set or another. Now, it's not entirely true. The further you get toward the wall of the city, it becomes very, very true. But obviously, like blood through veins, the further it gets, the more diluted it, be it becomes. As you're stepping through, it is easy enough to come to... Um, this here is an example of what an area would look look like in the in this district. Obviously, there's waterways that lead a ton of commerce th th through and to. Um, though the river is not enormously large, it is still a primary source. So it's not uncommon to have residential districts that then lead across bridges that are only 15 to 30 feet across across as these canals and boats spread their way th through. You two are, are able to go on foot. You could also easily rent a, a gondola, not a flying one, but an actual one in, in water to take you wherever you choose to go. We hoof it. Hoofing it makes sense. Um, paw it if it's me. <laughs> it's good to, to feel the actual... Um, not just the, the stone, the wood, the steel of the upper plateaus, but the stone of the lower plateaus. And even being down here, there is dirt, there is mud, uh, um, but even in this sort of slummier district of lower Tavix, it's still stone. It is, the city was built very well centuries, millennia, go to the point where even in a poorer place like this, the residential areas, you find your ways able to cross bridges that have stood, that are made of stone that have stood for countless centuries um, and look like they have minimal wear and tear. Enough for maybe one or two bigger folk to, to, to cross, but enough for, for there to be a constant stream of folk, more modern size to cross to and fro. That's just an example image here of what a such a, uh, an example of the residential area could be. Um, is there anywhere that you'd like to, is there any sort of environment that you're looking for in particular? I'd be following Felicia's lead. I'd be like, okay, you want to come down here? What are we doing? 
I'm along okay. for the ride. Okay. Let's do it. She's definitely interested in finding a place to play. Um, a place to watch, perhaps. But for sure, there has to be areas, even though this district is not known for... It's not like Memphis Plateau, where you can find theaters a dime a dozen. But she's hopeful that there's a place to um, um, play, even if it's just you two setting up and have people just walk by and see that. And frankly, that could be anywhere and everywhere here. So let's make our way more toward the outside, because that is where the excitement happens, Lots. after all. That's where I heard a demon was at one point. No. Yes. It was a, a bad night. Oh, that night that we, we discussed previously, the night of that, that summit? Yes. Hmm. It wasn't my dad, though, so don't worry. It wasn't you. Hmm. As you cross past these residential areas with their bridges and, and, and walkways and the water beneath, beneath them, um, being this low on the ground walking, it's less falling over a bridge and plummeting to your death, it's more falling over a bridge and plummeting into water. In varying degrees of cleanliness. Um, a lot of it might look clean, clear, but there's a tremendous amount of trash and muck and filth that you can see through it as well. Now, another area that you would pass through would look akin to this and would be a very distinct reminder of how the city was not that long ago under siege and fire and brimstone rained from the sky, though this may not have been a target of such a draconic attack. That red dragon was sowing chaos by just flying around and breathing gouts of a flame upon anything that was flammable. And Tavik's landing is rife with wood and stone buildings. Tents. Tents are very Tents. Exactly, and the such. So you do eventually step through an area that is just burned ruins. And as you step through here, the general tone would indeed change. Uh, less of, of pleasant um, um, residential area with bridges over it and the such. Almost a Roman sort of sense and more of a like I said a real tangible reminder that this place is slummy and then slums on top of that you're going to have burning refuse from above falling on top of it it's thing to remember when you're here when you look up you don't see this, the, the unmarred sky you see bridges, you see walkways, and they can be rope and, and, and wood. They can, they can be stone. They can be steel. You see crisscrossing pathways for hundreds of feet up. You see towers that blot out the, the sky. Looking up when you're on the ground level here, you do see the sky, but it is marred by so many other things, things that you can hardly prescribe to, things that you can hardly think about, about reaching yourself. Stepping through here, though, you're seeing these ruins, these burned the refuse water, puddles of stagnant water that were doused upon there, dug up from the canals 
hundreds of feet away, rushed over here and tossed on, on the flames piece by piece by piece. Through these alleys and walkways, you don't see unused ruins, though, because the people that live here, frankly, this has just become another slum, another survivor's bivouac, an area for folk to stay that have nothing else. People that lived in these establishments long, well, not long, but leaving now, it's been months, you know, they've got to find their way elsewhere, but some have nowhere to go. So these ruined homes where the roof is completely gone and rain has, has just filled it and melting snow has just made puddles, you see these areas rife with bodies. In some ways, this map here that you see before you is far more populated than this map that, that you see before you, though you wish it wasn't the case. These homes may have a family or two each, whereas these homes here, ruined, burned, refuse as, as they are, may have five, six families in each huddling for warmth, using a blank, one, one blanket and sharing it amongst them. If there is a blessing, it's only the fact that the well still seems to be healthy and hale and the weather is improve, improving. It is after all summer now. It is no longer even spring. It is straight up early summer. Um, the sun is in the sky. Things are melting and it's enough warmth that the blanket is not needed to be shared amongst a dozen folk. It's, it's more an, an, an afterthought now as folk are shedding clothing rather than trying to seek it out. Now, you two do not need to step through these areas for long. This is just an area that you would see sort of off to the side, and Felicia would not demand that you go that direction. She would simply look over that, that way and say, these poor souls, and this all happened because of that terrible attack during that peace summit. Did I should check in on rebuilding operations even if it comes from my own pocket. And as you walk through, you absolutely would see, without question, you would see rebuilding operations at, at hand. You would see folk under the banner of the crown that are, are here, and private businesses, of course, that are here to rebuild. But when it comes down to it, all things require coin. Mm -hmm. And the amount of coin is just not all there. So when it comes down to it, you see a lot of people. I'd say this map that you see here, this these homes are ones that are far enough off the beaten path that the chances of them being rebuilt by crown or private funding that is just out of the kindness of their hearts is zero, at least for the immediate time being. Felicia would say, is there anything that we can do short of you throwing coin upon the, the pyre. Which I don't know burn. how much that would help. To be honest, you throw a coin and then somebody's going to rob them for it. Often it creates more chaos than necessary. I imagine that the architects and carpenters of the city, of the city are already as terrible as it is to, to say, nothing brings in coin more than war in one shape or the other. Everybody needs 
something. And based on our traversal here, which is true, you've seen plenty of opportunity. You've seen plenty of opportunity where you wish that people could go, but you imagine every architect, every carpenter in this city is not lacking for work right now, no matter their skill level. I think unless we have food on us or extra blankets, there's nothing we can do, Felicia. At least not right now. We could play for them, but is that mocking their situation? I don't think you're wrong, my dearest. I think that this is the area of the city that we wish that us simply strumming a few chords would supply them with food, fresh water, coin, and clothes, but we both know it's not the case. Maybe I'll speak with Norman about coming down here. He can make food. That could be a good thing. It pains me to see burned ruins here and knowing that a travesty happened just, what, three months ago? With our modern age and techniques of building things and magic prowess, you would think that these simple things wouldn't be so difficult, but ultimately there will always be more need than there is capacity. The world overfloweth. Yep. Well, we don't need to dawdle he- he- here then. It's sad enough to see, but... Perhaps one day they'll get back on their feet and be more like what they were. But I'm no, no, I'm no fool to realize that even what they were was a paltry shadow of what the other plateaus are. Ta- Tavex is not the richest of plateaus, and lower Tavex is where everything comes in and out of the city, yet you would think that would bring it to tremendous wealth, but it seems that the wealth seems to trickle its way upward. So unfair as it is. Indeed. Let's find ourselves somewhere a bit more pleasant at least to spend our day because this is a bit doer. Yes, I agree. You would continue on your way past this and ultimately reach a very unique um, sort of location which is difficult to explain without picture, hence why I have picture. But I will also change music because, as I said, the further you reach to the outskirts, the further you reach to an entrance to the city, the less depressing it is and the more um, mercantile it becomes. So, Rowan's Gate. This district ends in an enormous bridge over 120 feet across and nearly 800 feet or so long. 
that spans one edge of the city with the old road across the water. What you see here before you is that bridge. You guys coming from this direction all the way across to, to, to here. And if I zoom in, you can really see the scale of this is fairly significant. That's never happened before. Incredible. O only when only when there's other people here and we're recording. It's because we're watching. Yeah. You know, that's the issue. I've never I have no idea why it would not let me zoom in on that. That's incredible. Um there we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> had to make it difficult on yep. you. Had to make it difficult. I would probably stop her and I somewhere like on the corners to hear or something and be like, this look good? Cool. Yep, I'm just showing you the full scope and spectrum of this whole place here. As you walk through, you can see the roads, the walkways about 10, 15 feet across. And then a bridge here, which can open up. And where there's many, many carts and stalls and the such. And a nice little raised restaurant up, up, up here. And that might be a place to, uh, to attend. Once a grand uh, wide walkway to the city, now this path, this 80 foot or 120 foot across path has narrowed to a mere 10, 15 feet across any given point on the, the winding um, walkway, as the bridge itself has been take, taken over over these centuries by tenements, um, private residences, manufacturers, and a large assortment of shops and stalls that assault the eye, ear, and nose of a traveler before he even gets within the city proper. So as you guys are traversing along, this is this is not raised. This here is intended to be a place where the chains will allow it to open up and ships that are larger can cross through. Mm -hmm. But there's many, many, you can see here, there's many stalls, carts, and tents that are there because um, easier to dismantle if the need arises. You get the sense though that it's not common that this needs to, to be raised. If it does, they'll probably blow a horn and people will have to get all their shit off in a quick hurry. It's also the one place where it looks like um, things are constantly in flux. Everything else has been here for a, a hundred years or, or more. Lichen and moss have, grow have grown over because of the, the nearby water. Um, all of these establishments, these, these homes, these shops, every single corner has something on even if the map does not, does not show it. Um, Felicia will just simply recommend. Well, let's let's set up shop um, at a place where we can have a drink or or two, a bite, and a place that will naturally attract individuals to our unique sort of taste. Absolutely, I think I see a restaurant up there. Otherwise, we could grab something and be on the corner down here. Your choice. I've already pulled you this far. I'm fine at a meager corner. I'm also fine at a at a at a fine restaurant up there. Perhaps 
up there, people, more people will be able to see and hear us than down here. Then let's do that. Very good. You can make your way through these two towers here, which are high towers built into this massive giant size bridge. This is what what runs the the um chains. If they do need to need to to lift it, there are mechanisms and manpower there that would do so. But of course, there was a bridge that connected the two of them, and of course, over time, that bridge has become. Why not make that into an establishment? And that's precisely what you see here, is if you didn't already know about giants and, and dragons and the such, it doesn't take a genius to realize like a lot of this has existed for a tremendous amount of time. And this used to be just one massive walkway. As more buildings and the such were appended to it, the actual walk walkway became narrower. And carts and whatnot, people with their Wagons traverse all the way across this bridge and the waterway to reach the city, city proper, whether it be Rowan's Gate, Terminus, or the various um, uh, industrial areas there for warehouses. But this bridge used to serve a very logical purpose, a way to get across from the, from the, two, to the two towers. But as you're, as you're climbing up the spiral staircase here, you almost laugh to find that the upper area inside here has been converted into a, a restaurant. You look down and you can see that there's the people that would run the actual winch and bring these massive gates up, but instead you're the, the um, drawbridge up. But what you see here is a restaurant. There's folks here who are taking orders, coffee, wine, pastries, quiches, and the such. As you step across, you can see that these same proprietors here must must own, own this one across because they are almost mirror images of each other, some industrious sort saying, let me rent your um, third levels here and that, and that bridge from you. And people saying, no, 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 this serves an important purpose over time wearing down into, sure, gold is, is, is gold. So you too can pop a squat if, if you choose on any of these um, spots. And you can order yourself some, some coffee, some drink, some food. Is it morning or would this have been at night after I, after I work? I don't think it'd be night night. I think that you'd probably have had your your um, day at work, and then, you know, we, we can say that this is a week or so after, um, you know, maybe only five six days after Felicia arrived in the city. Um, so we can easily say that this is afternoon going on to evening. The sun is is still up. It's it's just be before. Dinner time. It's that time of day where the place, the tables are not packed with folk starving for, for food. But again, in this district, in this area, this bridge, you see, you can, from where you are now, a fantastic vantage point. If you want to even be, be here, you can look down and see there's a constant influx of people coming in into the city and people leaving the city. So. You can um, eat, you can you can, can drink, you can play. Um, I'll stop blabbing here, and you guys can just sit and, and have a, a moment to 
two of you, after an hour-long traversal to get to this point, finally, ah, kick up your feet and indulge yourselves in whatever way you choose to. I would probably order wine and then whatever Felicia's favorite drink is that I remember from traveling with her. She's a fan of wine, when you know. Elven sorts. Two wines. Two wines. You're definitely not going to find the finest of, of, of wines um, here. And much like any other um, touristy area, prices are a bit higher. Uh, um, but you're not lacking for coin. And it's definitely catering to the traveling folk that come across and go, wow, this is great. Uh, so, two wines can, can be had. You can sit. Um, Felicia has her eye on a particularly adorable quiche that has mushrooms and spinach in it, but does not want to ruin her appetite. Well, why don't you get it and we can share it? Mm. I thought you'd never ask. She would toss down a few cop copper for that, and you two can share your miniature singleton um, quiche with your wine. Sitting here, some of the ta tables have umbrellas over it. This one, the, the, this one does not, but that the, the wind, the breeze is warm. The sun is warm. Being directly over, over water here on a bridge, it doesn't even seem like a, it's too big to be a bridge, but a bridge it is all, all the same. It very much gives you a different sense of the city than what you're used to. Not just being on ground level, but being as close as you can to being outside the city. Um, just on this bridge, enjoying your time. The sound, the din, the barkers, the, the smells, the constant stream of, of, of people to and fro coming into and out of the city is just a very different feel than, than what you have been used to as of late. Felicia's fairly quiet as she just munches on, on her quiche and sips her wine and sits there in her chair looking out over the water as there's ships that are coming in and docking and smaller ones that disembark. But there's also folk that are, that are swimming, um, just like ch children that are swimming in the waters. Never understood why people swam for fun. Hmm? You not much for... Swimming for fun? You only for swimming for survival. If you call it that, yes. Are you you still, know me. Are you still that terrified of water as you were when you were a child? Not as terrified, thank goodness. But gone over it a bit. So with all you've been through, I, I'd be surprised if, if a little bit of moisture would still scare you to that extent, but... When we were on our way north one time, we ended up at this island. Don't ask me how. And thankfully, Norwin cast water walk on me, but there were sharks underneath us. Sharks? Yes, and it tried to eat us. No. Yes. It was horrible. Wait. Are you saying that you were walking atop the water and there were sharks swimming beneath you? That then I tried to eat you. Soften. Oof. I tried to warn people, and then I started running because fuck them. She shivers and goes, "Look, I'm I'm no stranger to water. I in fact enjoy it myself quite a bit. Any opportunity to wear a swimming suit, 
But sharks and me don't get along either, so that gives me the heebie-jeebies, the willies. <laughs> Silent is overrun by fish people too, so just a mess all around. I firmly believe that we, 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 we could sit here and you could tell me all your stories. In fact, I would like you to do to do so. We have to play at some point. Oh, there's plenty of time. The, the, the afternoon is just winding on. Do you want to know about the first time I went to the Glitterwood? They hung dolls that looked like us. The first time after us, after we went? Yes. Tell me about that. Yes. Yes, so I collected the dolls. I don't think that's what they intended, <laughs> but it's what I did. They hung dolls that looked like you. Yes. As a threat. Interesting. I suppose I suppose the real threat is we're, we're watching you. Yeah. And here's a... Here's just... a doll. I thought it was a welcome gift. <laughs> welcome to the Glitterwood. You Cute. Would. You they made would it like that. me. It's a good looking doll. Good looking dog. Well. Do you still have them? No. Nope. I'm pretty sure Eskel took them with him. Hmm. Yes, because he came back here, and then we picked up that Claymore gal, and she went with us a few places, so. I see. What's the, uh, hmm. Goodness, that's, I have not been a part that long, especially by my standards, but you've done so much. I'll, I'll ask you this, lovely. What is the weirdest place you've been? Great question. Take take your time. Think on it. The swamp's on the way to Runeheim. Why is that? Because there was a giant frog and it ate Claymore. <laughs> a giant frog. I would like Sister Savas to see that one. I remember you and you and your proclivity for leaping amphibians. I do like them. That was an odd place. Trying to think of other odd places. There's been a lot. I'm sure it's hard to beat the fake wild. Yeah. Earth's bedroom. Weird. Odd. So you two have no. done No. Oh gosh, no. He likes them big. Oh, big. So you really haven't had any activities with the dwarf or the boy? No. None. Not even an interest. When you're alone on the road for a long time, people look at each other, but nothing happens. Well, that's what I expect to hear. (laughs) But no. No. He's into orcs. And I'm more into the elven sort, or the half-elven sort. You know how it goes. Should I have been concerned? Always. (laughs) Well, you're... Elkaris, that you speak of, uh, is is quite a gentleman. Yes. And I think that you've done quite well by yourself. But I also simultaneously think he's not good enough for for you and is a little bit controlling. Why do you feel he's controlling? Because he's, from what you told me, he's highly concerned about what you're doing and who you're doing with and when you're doing it. I know it's us, it's for the good reasons, but don't you feel like you're an, an adult that can make your own decisions? 
Yes, but I also understand he knows the city better than I. And I'm still learning it around here. He doesn't stop me from going. And he wouldn't be angry at me for going. He just doesn't want me to die. I don't think he realizes how hard it is for me to do that nowadays. No, I don't think I even fully understand how hard it is for you to, as you say, die. If but I do like the necklace side that you've been wearing as of, as of late. Yeah, both of them. You, you become quite a, a kind of sort of neckwear. I have. They all have a purpose. I will have stored Death's Shadow, by the way. You would have? Yeah. Okay. So it only has one use, so I need to be like, no. Saving that one. Saving that one. I mean, he puts me in harm's way sometimes, not that he knows it. We have fun. We go out adventuring. Oh, good. So he's another one that you go on your treks with? Not outside the city, but he manages to find trouble inside the city. He's mm. not allowed to leave the city. Well, as long as he doesn't begin to prescribe his own restrictions upon you, I cannot speak bad of the boy. If you think he's a stick in the mud, you should meet Eklund. You'd have fun with him. He's the other uh, Madani, yes? He is. Big, beautiful man. Blonde. Now, my dearest, you're being very blatant here. I, I am, I will openly admit, I, I playing a bit dumb and, and coy when I ask you about, about your dwarven and, 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 and human companions, but I am completely flummoxed. What is the story with this Madani? We're just friends. It's fun to poke at him. That's why I think you would have a lot of fun with him. It's like trying to chip away at an onyx wall. Hmm. Well, you do know I'd like a challenge. Yes. In fact, I often have said that if it's not a challenge, it's not worth it. But are you chipping away at that wall because you think it's worth it, Beneath? Oh, Eklund would never give in. That's one thing you have to know. I think whatever woman finally makes it will realize he's worth it, and I hope he sees that too. What makes him so obstinate, then, against your... Attempts. You must protect the crown. The crown is the most important thing in the world. Job above everything. And that's where I think we differ. I'm not a job above everything. I enjoy my job. But take a break. What? Yeah, I agree. I, of course, agree with you. What? What is it about the job, the crown? Does he owe a, a great debt to to them? Just Literally, or... in it. Hmm. And I'm not smirching him for that. I believe in them too. They're doing good things. I think Elspeth is going to be great and she actually cares about the people. But, but the man just all the time. He tucks her in every night practically. Does he have a thing for this princess? Ooh, that'd be a big age gap. Well, I don't know. Elves and even even half elves and humans. You know, I, I, who am I to judge? Goodness knows, I'm. I could be many of my partners' uh, great great grand grandmothers. True. Very true. But that's different. 
Is it? I don't think he's into Elspeth. I understand. You think he's just... Like a protective big brother. I will admit to me, Annie, if it's not become obvious already, that it is difficult for me to imagine putting my everything into something. I, you, you know me. I've, I'm the traveling sort. I put my everything into very few things. I like, I like to think you to, 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 to an extent, but even then, let's be, be honest here. I'm, I am what the world has made of, of me, as you are as well. So it's hard for me to imagine you staying in one city and, and doing anything, much less an individual who was born and raised here that has no ambitions to leave and wants to stay by a princess's, a queen's side for the rest of his, his years. But you say that you trust him and that's enough for me to like him. Yes, he is a good man. And I think that's part of why it's fun too. He would always be entirely too good for me. I'd feel guilty every day. But you don't feel that's true with your other bow? Oh, heck no. Because he, p- he puts you in danger? Because he's not always good himself. Oh, well, dish, my dear, dish. Don't make, don't make me buy another quiche. He went out of the city for quite a few years. He actually didn't even want to be the patriarch. He wasn't happy with his name and he wanted to do other things and those other things included gambling, wars, adventure. Then he came back and I was one of his pet projects at one point and one thing led to another and... You do always get what you want, don't you? Us creatures of the night tend to stick together and Eklund is definitely one of the day. Eklund? Of the day. Ah, I see. The other one. I see. Well, good. Then you have your own choice. You're dabbling in day and night. Oh, have the choice between the man that actually wants me and the one that would make me feel like crap for living. Wonderful choice. I understand. I am happy that you found not only your place, but also your people. That's very important. So often people find their place, but they don't have their people. They find their people, but they don't have their, their place. It sounds to me like you are well on your way to finding both. Yes. I am truly happy, and if I may say, you've come quite the way from that girl that was dug up from the bottom of a, a river or a lake or whatever it was, and you've become quite far from the girl that I picked up and took with me on, on my journeys only six, seven years ago. Thanks to you, you got me out of there. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> She'll finish off her, her wine and say, Well, what do you say we have two more glasses of this? Because that was lovely. And we plot our instruments and see what we can drum up. I think that would be perfection. Mm-hmm. The sun is, looks like it's heading down, which means more hungry s- stomachs will be, be reaching here. Well, let me get the wine. You can tune your... Oh, not necessary, I imagine. Let me get the wine. You can tune yours. <laughs> toot toot. And she'll pull out her, hers and begin polishing it. And... 
down the server. Two more. Dilio. Okay. The wine arrives. All she has is her, her flute. You have your lyre bow, I'm assuming. Yep. Which can do whatever the fuck you will want to be. Attuned. Um, she will. She is playing a few tones, just enough that she is doing like sound check, and people are beginning to look, like look over a little bit annoyed at first. Like, dude, like, what are you doing right here? Like, they can't you know, eat, right? Um, but enough mm-hmm. that people. But it's it's you know, people aren't mad or anything, and she gives them a, a wink and a wink and says, "I hope I hope you don't mind. We're just um." Traveling bards. Um, I hope if if you mind, we can go elsewhere. But I think it uh, we won't charge charge you for the honor of listening to to us. As long as good, <laughs> she goes. Oh, if it's not good, feel free to boo. I don't stay where boos are. The book looking over like, man, she giving you a look and a look and a wink like she's being intentionally poor at her quote-unquote sound check and then she'll lean, lean over and say so i'll let you steer and i'll follow along you know this this place you know better better than i what do you think and i will launch into a song without saying anything what sort of a, a song what sort of instrument would you like to to play I would keep it a lyre bow, okay. and I wouldn't make it super raunchy because this place doesn't seem like a super raunchy place. But I definitely it wouldn't be one of those stuffy songs. It would be more like yeah, I don't know, middle, 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 okay. just like a bard song. Yep, sort just of a thing. Yep, that makes bard sense. Song. Can look up bard songs online and you have a hundred of them. Yeah, so makes something sense. about look at the stars through the city or something like that. Beautiful. When the moon hits your eye like a grave, it's high. Ooh, 17. 17? Total? Total. I'm rolling like butt to me. That's ass. Uh, 25. <laughs> yep. So, she will smile as she watches as you just launch into it and singing in your pure tones. And again, 17 is not bad. They're like, look, look over. Like, all the tables are now full, and they look over, kind of nod their heads along as Felicia will, will, will laugh, her light laugh, and th- throwing her hair behind, behind her, take a big swig of wine, just begin to and follow in suit with, with you. All will turn and look and watch and just go from their own conversations to a gasp, what the fuck is this? To, oh, that's that's nice, to, oh my. As the two of you play in perfect harmony, synchronously together. In your breaks, some will come over and offer to buy you more glasses of, 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 of wine or drinks of your choosing. Some will come over and ask your names. What would you, you let, let's actually, do that. A younger gentleman will, will come over wearing a fairly well-dressed um, gentleman. You would estimate maybe in his low 30s. Um, and a, a nice tra- traveling coat that looks like it's sauce wear and, and tear some mud. Some well, tear. Um, but also 
again, a fairly fine thing. Maybe a merchant, maybe someone who's just come to, to this uh, city. Who knows? Dark hair, um, um, you know, just coming down his, his back a bit, shoulder length. Um, a gold pin that you don't recognize in, in one um, um, lapel there. And he will come come over and be like, if I may, if, if I may, as you guys are having a, a break, if you're playing. If I may, that was absolutely lovely. Where'd you learn how to play like that? Oh, I learned from her. That's right. She learned everything she knows from me. And there's more than just that, if you know what I'm saying. He blushes a bit. That's oh. right. We do work completely in unison. Harmony synchronized. Oh, uh, well, I... <clears throat> Your name, if I could, could have it, then. Shalon. Shalon. My name is Marco Tabaxa. It is a pleasure to meet you, Shalon. It's nice to meet you, too, Marco. That's a beautiful pin you've got. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Just a... Just a family thing. Is there a um, location that you're staying in the city, or are you staying here on this fine bridge? I will look at Felicia. Sounds like you two have your hands full, she'll say in sultry tones, and drink from a second glass of wine, even though her first is not yet gone, because people are just ordering wine for you all night. Well, I believe we're making camp in Baldry's hearth. I hear they have good meat pies. I am a woman who loves meat. Well, Baldur's Hearth, well, uh, if I'm so fortunate, perhaps I'll see you then this night. Of course, I hope you continue enjoying the music. Hmm. Indeed, I think my, he looks over at a table and there's um, three other individuals, two women um, older than him and, and one man that you assume is his father. He says, you know, my family and I will be, or just finished our meal, and I couldn't help but come over and let you know how lovely your voice was and your fingering, and oh, her finger, don't even get her started. <clears throat> Again, I've learned everything from you. His face now basically a beet red, he says. In any case, I do not mean to be forward, but if I see a Bullridge Hearth tonight, I would be... Oh, so fortunate. If there's a particular establishment that I could perhaps have an easier time finding you. Well, what establishment are you staying at? Well, we'll we'll be more in the upper um, plateaus, in fact, but um, just staying in the city for a brief time. Like the Drunken Dragon? That could be arranged, but I could also... I'm just wondering which plateau... Upper tab, tab, upper tabex, event. I'm going to throw out. I'm going to be like, oh, so like Silvergate, or perhaps Pinnacle. Silvergate is indeed one district where we our business would be conducted. Beautiful. He seems pretty dodgy about the de- details of what he's doing here, and more interested in um, where you might might be. But my business only lasts a few hours. I can always will only be in town for a week or so before we we track back to Alfheim. So 
he is a, 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 a human, but again, not to bring up on his health. Um, well, I would hate for you to make the trek all the way down just for me. Especially when I'm not entirely sure where I'll be. Could be Boldre's Hearth, could be Sanids, could be the Drunken Dragon, could be the Mithril Towers. Not quite sure at this point. Well, uh, that's very fair, milady. I am. <clears throat> You're quite ravishing, and your skill with an, in- an instrument should not be understated. I just felt it was a- appropriate to share with you my thoughts on the matter and yourself. And I very much appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I will uh, beg your leave then. And uh, <clears throat> perhaps I'll see you around. If only if I am blessed with Boldre. He will bow to you deeply and uh, tug down his jacket a bit as he heads back back over. One of the um, um, ladies over there is sort of her her chin in her hand and smiling. And you just hear a well, and he goes as he, he comes back, back over to spot. Felicia has finished her, her wine on her own. She's getting a bit, bit um, rosy here, and she goes, Well? Well, what? I don't know. I'm just asking well. I have a man. That must happen to you on the daily, though. Not as often as I would like. It's always an ego boost. Well, if you keep telling them no, then no wonder it doesn't happen often. But yes, you have a man now. You have your own life. By the way, he seemed a fine stock. He, I did, he didn't he didn't smell a, a single bit like shit or, or manure. No, but I'm not ready to meet someone's parents on the first date. <laughs> Fair enough. Plus, anyone who turns their nose up at you doesn't see very well. Oh, Pish, I don't think he's turning his nose up as much. Everybody has their own flavors, their own, their own styles, their own tastes. And my dear, you are an, an exotic fair. And look at you. What a catch. Yeah, but what if I dropped this disguise? That actually could be funny. Mid romp, just oops, surprise. Mm-hmm. That's always an option, isn't it? Though I imagine he might uh, stumble across horns before visuals. What is that over there? Is I that... don't think you're gonna get out to pick up food. That's ice. Is that, uh, that ice? Yeah. Oof. That's okay. We can eat what we have here. That's fine. It's like a two-minute drive. I'm not going to sure. be afraid to, to go out there. Winter storm wearing in a county. Sleep for the next year. That's not a big deal. No. I didn't want to make him make all the trek down to Boltry's Hearth if I'm not going to be there. No, that was very kind. But... Should we play some more? Yes, 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 yes. After... Do you want to play the... Um... Luke really get him, you know, riled up as she strokes it gently. That is more than okay, but thank you. Yeah. As you all 
uh, as you two play and chit chat and drink and eat and such. Um, anything else you'd like to to do this night? I played the devil went down to Heimat. Devil went down to Heimat. We can wrestle with change speed. it into violin and do that. Nice, beautiful. That that would definitely get people riled riled up there. Nineteen. Nineteen plus or? Nope. Total. It's a four. My goodness, woman. This is you rolling threes and fours and twos. Yeah, we're switching to that one. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that? Okay. Felicia's rolling consistently above above ten, so. You to play. Um, you play for several hours. People come and go. It's definitely not... You know, she she talked a lot about, you know, going down there where the common folk are. I and mean, these are the common, you know, folk. But this is a finer establishment raised up in this entryway into the city. People down there can can look up here and then... We want to talk about, about you. It's not like you're playing for the destitute in the burned areas of Tavik's Landing and the such. So, there is a give and take there. Um... Nobody comes to steal you or slit your um, your slit your throats or anything of the sort as a plus, but you def definitely do see a a good amount of people just coming and going, and not all of them are as well dressed as your new friend Marco, who briefly after he returns to his table they do leave and he will um bow to, to you once more. Wink at him. He will shit his pants. Um, but you do see a lot of just commoner folk, you know, folk who probably would never go up to this bridge area because they can't afford anything there. <laughs> but that is the meat and potato of the city. The people working these stalls and, and carts even are merchants that would probably be more at um, at home in the middle plateaus than the lowest ones. That's sort of the... You walk through areas of poorer folk and then you ended up in an, an area near outside the city that is... You know, Entryways tend to get a little, a lot of act, a lot of act, activity after all. Yep. But your eyes are definitely on the folk. Um, as the sun is setting, you're on the bridge here, the bridge on a on a bridge, if you will, sipping common wine, playing tunes for gathering crowds of. I do like to match at some point. I'm playing, and I stop. But the music keeps going because of aid, and I just take a big drink of my wine and set it down, and then retake over. People looking like, oh, I should, I should do that. And Felicia, I'm not sure about you, but she's no, she'll use minor illusion oh, yeah. constantly to, to do things and change her, her voice and even her appearance from, from time to time and such. So, um, you guys have not just your musical talent, but also your magical talent and your. You know, Beauty and such is enough that people will be talking about this for a while, um, especially because the people here are you know there's no stage; it's just you two playing. Um, yeah, as the sun is setting, um, and you, you guys are playing and, and, and such, uh, growing crowds of passers-by that you know are walking down here and do make their way up just to you know stand up here and watch sort of like you've gathered a crowd on this bridge area and it's become less of a of a a finer dining in this entry entryway more into a you made your own stage over the hours some um, people have just come and slowly conglomerated here 
But as that sun is setting, um, Icky nips at your ear and coos a sort of a sound that you're familiar with that is sort of a warning sound there. What's up, Icky? I have a look. And as you naturally start to turn your head to look the the direction that you just instinctually know and where, where Icky's looking as he's reversed on your shoulder right now. Um, you see this direction here across the way. The deepening purples and oranges of sunset. But there's something adding a wavering tint of red to the darkening sky and dark wisps taking to the air. Telltale signs of a fire. And the only thing out that way would be fields, crops, and such. Now, you're not an expert at what's in the city, much less what's outside, but you know that that direction would be fields and crops and the um, such. And you just see that those dark wisps spiraling into to the air and that red flickering in the distance a few miles off outside the city which would be about a uh, you know seven minute flight by carpet which you don't, you don't have or maybe only five minutes by fly spell or um, you could hoof it or you can ignore it but you would see that and many folk here don't even see it because it's distant enough and it's not their business. Felicia herself does not does not see her cheeks nice and, and, and rosy from the vine. Her talking and stroking someone's 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 arm, but that's that's come up as she sings in her voice, momentarily taking the attention off of you as you are turned in your chair looking out this way. But you do see some folk here have come up to to the edge and are looking and pointing. I'm going to do a sending to Eklund. Okay. It looks like there's a fire in the crops. Should this be something I approach? Do we have something to take care of this? His reply will be, if it's too far out of your way, don't. But a fire in the crops could be quite detrimental if, if it spreads far. If it's within your purview, feel free to check it out. I'm going to tug on Felicia's arm. Yes, yes, my dear. We may need to get going. I'm going to tilt my head towards the fire. She turns and looks, and her dazzling smile slowly drops, and she stands up. And other people are looking where she is looking now, and... Ah, a fire? Ah, man, smoke. Man, well, the smoke, there's fire. Well, she a fucking, fucking philosopher? Oh, that's terrible. Terrible. And there's one folk, one gentleman up, up here who just scratches his gnarled neck and goes... Right. Fire in the field just means less food for all. And he'll turn and just walk away. 
Felicia's smile has become a full frown now. We should do all we can if we're this close, shouldn't we? I'm not going to drag you along if you don't want to. We best get to Hovenet if we're going to. Yes. And I will cast Fly on us. Ooh. Four charges, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Okay. How would you like to cast a fly on, on her? I would play a little ditty, and then I like to think as I pluck the last string, little white birds fly out from it and like go into us. Like that. As little white birds flap and fly into you in, into your chest, almost illuminating you for a moment as as your furry toes lift off Felicia feels that holds herself where the bird went and looks at you quizzically sees you floating and she goes oh it has been a time and she closes her eyes and almost like concentrates and flies up like like Tempe and goes let's go you are a gem and I will shoop People are watching are just like, oh, as these two bardic ladies that have been playing their talents just the moose off the bridge toward that area, toward the sunset. I will mention, knowing that I'm going disguised and going somewhere where it could be dangerous, I would have worn my stuffed leather armor, not a gown. Annie would have been like, hmm, I was told not to come down here, so... I'll compromise. You're disguised. Anyways. Yep. Okay. Let's stop there for now. Take our break. Maybe you can feed the boys while I go figure out food. Yeah. Do you want me to go to, to White Rabbit? Would you rather have frozen stuff here? You're going to have frozen stuff on Monday anyways. Um, um, I can go to um, Marty's and get 